are back. Hope everybody enjoyed the episode yesterday. We were able to tune in prior to uh, Game 5 of the NBA Finals. So this is going to be a brief episode. I guess if you kind of combine the times of the two, it's like a full episode. Uh, but it's not. It's just going to be one take. It's going to be a lot of NBA Finals talk, a lot of Celtics Warriors talk uh, today. Uh, no calls to take today uh, or text to answer. Uh, that's going to be. I'm going to push that throughout the week for the next episode. Uh, looking at Tuesdays as the uh, the release schedule. I want to stick with Tuesdays. Cause I think during the season stuff that might be um, the way we need to go as well. But um, yeah, Celtics last night. Not uh, not. I mean, not that I'm a Boston uh, sports podcast. I happen to be from the area, which is why I probably lead with the Celtics struggling as opposed to just you know how it was. Um, but Again, I had Warriors and six. I think it's going to be Warriors and six. I think they uh, they're really looking forward to getting after it in the Garden. Uh, I think it will be over uh, in six. I think the Celtics will lose Game Six. I believe the Warriors will win it and close out in Boston. But uh, let's let's go. Let's get into it. So, just really, uh, I mean, like you got to give credit to the Warriors for the way they played and picked up a struggling Steph Curry last night. But in all honesty, the Celtics choked that one away. The Celtics played tight. They turned the ball over. They did not shoot well in the fourth quarter by any means. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in particular. Uh, but I mean, as a team, they shot 4 of 15 in the fourth with four turnovers and just immensely, uh, immense lack of production playing very, very tight basketball. Just just, just plain and simple how it is. Uh, it's not to take away from Golden State's defense and not to take away from a guy like Andrew Wiggins who played incredible basketball last night, 26-13. Um, you know, it's, but it's inexcusable to lose for any team that's playing the Warriors. If Steph Curry goes 0 for 9 from 3, it's inexcusable to to lose that game. It's absolutely inexcusable to lose any game in which Steph Curry goes 0 for 9 from 3 point range. Now, as a superstar, he still had an impact on the game. His passing late still got to the lane, still had 16 points. You know, he still had some big buckets in crunch time, too. He had 4 points in the fourth. So. You know, Wiggins had the 10 in the 4th. But, you know, there's just... The, the superstars find a way to have an impact one way or the other. Uh, to Paige, I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have to take out of that book that even if you're having an off night, you need to find a way to make, you know, meaningful impact one way or the other. Uh, it just, just... just, But all around, just just unfortunate that the Celtics just, just tightened up and they just did not play well in the big moment. It just... The wheels really came off the wagon. Um, and losing... You know, if you're going to... If you're going to lose back-to-backs... Uh, for the first time since what was it, January twenty seventh, uh, that's that's that was a dramatic way to do it. That was a very dramatic way to to do it in terms of how uh, bad they were. They had a good good third quarter. You know they hung in there. They I really don't think they played that well, but they did begin to hang in there. And that that run from Boston where they hit what seven or eight straight three pointers, um, um, they were just they just couldn't miss. They couldn't miss, and that was it. That was all they had. Um, in them as it moved forward to the fourth, like I said, four or fifteen, they had like five points through like the first, I don't know how long. I think it was like five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they still only had five points uh, from that third quarter. So it was a big shot from Pool at the end of the third quarter that really kind of snatched momentum, and Golden State ran with it from there. But yeah, let's just Jason Tatum. Um, like I said, I don't think he's that guy yet. He looked he looked fine. He really did look fine um, throughout this game. If you the the full stat line for Jason Tatum really doesn't look terrible, uh, you know he shot was it fifty percent from the field, 
56% from three. Uh, finish up at 27. Four turnovers is tough, but 10 points, four, four assists. Four turnovers is, is not ideal. But uh, then you look closer. You, you, you pull up the magnifying glass for the fourth quarter. And Jason Tatum shot one of five and hit a meaningless three-pointer. I mean, they were down big at that point anyways. And they were not coming back. I don't think there was any pressure to make that shot. Um, so one of five. And then two of four for the free throw line. Two of six in the free throw line throughout the entire game. That was huge. Um, people are going to say he's hurt. He doesn't look the same. Uh, you, you can't tell me a guy that shot 50% from the field. 56% from three, um, and he's hurt. You know, so yeah, that's the that, that's that's the cop out. You know, say, oh, well, he's, well, he's hurt. That's why he's not playing well. It's not because he doesn't like the moment or the moment was too big for him. Um, clearly, he's hurt. But I, I would agree with you if his all around production was affected by it. It just doesn't play out that way because he's had he had a great third quarter. And it had a great, you know, was, was playing great. I, th- I think was playing very well quarters one through three. And the fourth rolls around. And not just him, to his to, 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 to his defense. Jalen Brown was one of four in, in the fourth. Al Horford, Rob Williams didn't even attempt shots. Uh, Derek White was 0 of 2. Uh, was just 0 for the entire game at one point. So, you know, Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett knocked down a three when it didn't matter. Uh, Peyton Pritchard didn't, he just really didn't have it early. Obviously wasn't going to play into that. Just, just in with the four turnovers in the fourth, like I said, four fifteen shooting, this inexplicable, inexplicable performance from the the Boston Celtics last night um, in the fourth quarter and pretty much throughout the entire game. He got outplayed early, I think, but you know they hung around. You know Tatum kept a minute, and then when it really mattered, both him and Jalen Brown were nowhere to be found. So they are young, you know, they are young. I'm not going to go with the injury line. They are young. They're still trying to figure out how to work through these moments. At least Jalen Brown was three or four from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. But it, it's, it's inexcusable for your, for your two superstars to disappear like that because the rest of the team is going to follow suit uh, with you. They bailed. They bailed out Jason Tatum in game one. You know Jalen Brown played very well in game one in that in those closing minutes, and then you know, Derek White, Marcus Smart, Al Horford really came through with shooting. And, I, and, 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 and Draymond Green was right when he said that we'll live with that. At this point, they're leaving Marcus Smart shots open. Derek White, they're leaving shots for him wide open. They're 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 they're, they're sticking. They're, they're they're playing defense in between the two guys, just letting them have those shots. You can have them at this point, is what they're saying. They're just just let them have the shots. Let them let them have the open looks. They do not care much for it. So, it's 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 like I said. I thought that relying on role players as opposed to having a true superstar who could come up big in these moments for you. Uh, would come back to haunt the Celtics in this series, and it has, it has. But and for what Steph Curry did in in Game Four, don't get me wrong, like it, it was incredible. It was it was incredible. Steph Curry changed the complexity of this series. I think swung it in their favor. You, you know, momentum, whatever. Uh, in terms of who he is and his legacy, all of that, all of that. Steph Curry did it, but. Without a doubt, without a doubt after watching last night's game, the Warriors team as a whole won it. Now, the Celtics had great role-player production in Game 1, and in their wins, they've had great role-player production. Guys overperforming. But in the biggest game of the series thus far, in the biggest moment, they were nowhere to be found along with the Superstar. That's just that's just plain and simple how it is. You know, that's just plain and simple how it is. You can't rely on role players to play uh, to over overstep what their usual production is to really outstep into those roles. At least 
when your superstar isn't doesn't want to be in that role, in a sense, because he's not a superstar, it's star. But you know, your team leaders either don't have the ability to back up what they're talking about, Marcus Smart, or Al Horford if he's a veteran leader. You know, he doesn't have that. He'll quite have the ability to step into that role. And the guys that do, I'm not sure if they want to be. That. I mean, Jalen just played a bad game. He just had a bad game. It's his first. I mean, I I think it's the first time where I looked at him seriously. It just wasn't his night. And that's when you need the other guy. Jason Tatum to step up and do something. Or Marcus, anybody, anybody. But more specifically, Jason Tatum. And they've iced Jalen out. Jalen finally tried to take his looks. And just it was just, it, it, nothing was going. Nothing was going. That uh, that third quarter from Poole really, that was almost it. That was almost, that really, really was it. That, that swing at the end of the third quarter was just, just crazy. Just crazy. And it really changed the complexity of the game for the Celtics. Like I said, and this isn't to take away from how good the Warriors played. I mean, Andrew Wiggins was an all-star starter this year. Andrew Wiggins is not an all-NBA defender, but has played immensely well against Jason Tatum. I know he's 27. But when it comes down to it, 10 points, 5 of 6 shooting in the 4th with 5 rebounds. Andrew Wiggins, he just closed it out. Just closed it out. I mean, we talk about how much better the Celtics team has been. And I've said how much better and deeper the Celtics team has been in this series. And when it came down to the biggest game where role players and depth were going to come into it because your, your your star doesn't have it late if you're a Celtics fan. Your stars don't have it late. And the superstar for the Warriors didn't have it this game. In the biggest game, the Warriors, their experience and their abilities came through. Gary Payton, 15 points, 3 steals, 5 boards. I mean, the 3 steals are just basically throwing the ball to him because the Celtics just turned the ball over carelessly, consistently throughout this entire game. Draymond, 8 points. Eight rebounds, six assists, and a steal. And that stat line doesn't support how well he played. If you didn't watch, I mean, you have to, you truthfully, if you thought he had a bad game last night, no, that's Draymond's best game of the finals thus far. Played very, very well. I know he fouled out, but played very, very well. And uh, we'll be interested to see what chance we have going back into Boston. I, I, it's pretty quiet. I haven't, anybody, I haven't heard anybody uh, saying anything derogatory to Draymond since they took the 3-2 lead, since they won in Boston in game four. Be interested to see how it sounds in the Garden on Thursday night. I'll be interested to see um, what it sounds like after the final whistle when they're presenting the NBA Championship trophy to the Golden State Warriors. I'm, gonna, I'm interested to see what Boston Celtics fans sound like in terms of the regards to Draymond Green after they lose these NBA Finals. But, again, Wiggins, huge, huge. Klay Thompson at 21. Really good game from Klay Thompson. Draymond, Jordan Poole on the 14 with that huge three. The role players for the Warriors came through. And guys that I think have been outplayed by the Celtics all series, when it counted most, and then 26, 26 and 13 from Wiggins. In 10, I guess a 10 on 5 or 6 shooting the 4th. Close it out. Mid-range shots too, by the way. I know the percentages are with the 3. You know, you want to take 3s and layups. But when nobody's hitting anything, whatever goes in the basket's a plus. And Wiggins just did, did just that. He didn't hit a single three-pointer. He scored 26 all off of twos. All off of drives. All off of creative, crafty moves. With strength. Fades. I think some hooks. Just great touch around the rim. Inside the paint. Mid-range. Fading away. So, and Steph had a couple through the lane too, obviously. Struggling from three, but having still in 16. Knocking down his free throws being a big thing. Celtics did not hit the free throws. So, again, you, you, the role players showed up when it's big. And, 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 it, and it follows suit with the leadership of your team. The Celtics, I don't, like I said, don't have that true leader. 
And the guy that is in that role to be that leader, uh, I, I think, has that TSS. Like I said, that tight sphincter syndrome. I, I think he tightens up in these leagues, at least thus far. Again, I don't know if he, wants to, if he wants to change down the road and hold on to your potential in the future. Go right ahead. I think he's going to be a great player for years, but I'm not sure if he ever takes that role as that leader and that superstar. Very well could. I don't think he will. That's my take. But that's just that's the way I see it. You can't argue right now that he hasn't taken that role this series. It doesn't look like he plans on doing it. But, again, the, the Warriors, on the other hand, while their guy struggled, he still made some big buckets down the stretch that meant something. Like I said, even if you're going to struggle shooting, you have to make winning plays. You have to make impactful plays. Everyone wants to say about LeBron in that series where Kyrie hit the shot. Well, he deferred to Kyrie. I think he had, what, 15 points running prior to that Kyrie shot? Or he had, like, the, he had like a, an incredible amount of consecutive buckets for the Cavs leading up to that shot to keep them in that game. And everybody forgets about that. Not to mention the block that he had to seal it, too. So, you make winning plays, you have a winning impact. His passing's been better, but still four turnovers. Still getting, you know into the double teams, losing the ball. He's been making the extra pass sooner, and it's been better, and he's matured in that regard. But as we've gotten more to more important games and more important moments, you haven't seen that from him. In the rest of the Super, in the rest of the, the rest of the Celtics big three, for example, Marcus Smart with all the technicals and looking for flops and giving Clay wide open threes, and then of course Jordan Poole flopped. But you live by the flop, you die by the flop. Marcus Smart has flopped his entire career. He's a defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year, your defensive player of the year guard. A DPOY guard. First since Gary Payton. Right? Should just Steph shouldn't be having a good series. He had one bad game. He's had 30 plus in every other, and then 43 in the biggest momentum swing of the series. Where's your defensive player of the year guard? I know you can run screens and switches, but really? You have a defensive player of the year guard, and this is this is what happens? And then he's flopping and giving open shots to Clay Thompson in crunch time. And then he's getting teed up, doing selfish shit to get the Celtics out of this game. If that's your vocal leader, it, it's tough. He, he wants to be the tough guy, the leader and all that. But then when it comes to be, the game being lined in these big moments, in moments where he thinks he should matter, he's selfish. I know that this is, you can call it tease either way. But it's how the game amounts and what referees can hear and see and what they want to control. And Marcus Smart was just a pure punk. Wanted to take his ball and go home. But again, the, the Warriors team, what they did, they didn't turn the ball over. They were solid in mind. That's because Steph was struggling. He didn't start pressing. There was one three-pointer where it got blocked where I thought he was pressing. But other than that, he he, he settled in into to his role. He knew what his role was. Just to support at that point. And he did. And took over in the moments he needed to. He's a true killer. And a great player. And he makes winning plays. Whether he's shooting the ball or not. And a lot of his teammates follow suit with that. Attitude reflects leadership. The leader of your team. The experience they have. The leaders they have. Draymond, Clay, Steph. They follow suit with that. Even if Steph's not having a good game. There are still killers on that team. Because they have confidence surrounding them. Because Steph exudes that conference. Steve Kerr trusts them to do that. Clay still exudes that. Continues to shoot and shoot. Now has had some, has a really important game. That's the best game I've seen from Clay. Moments there where I still thought, damn, he doesn't have it. But then came back around. He does, he doesn't. He does, he doesn't. 
not the consistency he used to have, but still, when it came down to it in crunch time, dude showed up. And game six, Clay's right around the corner. Same with Draymond. Need a big game from him. And, that, and when I say big game, you're not getting 30 from Draymond. He played a great basketball game. Gary Payton, again, huge. Jordan Poole, huge. So, just thoroughly outplayed. Thoroughly outplayed by the role players. The entire, the Warriors basketball team. I had to say, you know, I thought the Celtics had really outplayed the Warriors in every game except game two. Um, up until the last, you know, they had game two. Game two was just a blowout. And then game four, they outplayed him for 45 minutes. And Steph single-handedly ripped the soul out of the Celtics. And I don't think they're going to find it. I don't think the fans and staff, coaches, I don't think they're going to find it. But the Warriors team won that game five. They can sense the moment. They understand the moment. They understand what they have to do in those moments to capitalize on momentum. The Celtics do not. The Celtics haven't. You know, the Celtics, have. I think, have been the better team in series when, with, with the Bucks. Uh, middle team being hurt. They sensed it against the Nets. I will give them that. But they were all over the place. They never really had the chemistry going into it. But I'll give them credit for the sweep. You know, sweeping Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Impressive. The Bucks. they were without Middleton. If they were with Middleton, I don't think that's... I think that's Bucks in six. And then the Heat won. They should have won in six. But still, could not sense the urgency. Could not just put the foot in the throat. Crush the wind. Out of the Miami Heat. Still didn't didn't hurt them. They still made it here. But that extra game and energy. The Warriors have played, some less, have played less games as postseason. For an older team, fresher. Even if you're young, you still, when you play tight too, you're going to be more tired when you're playing your shoulders up here. You're playing that tight game. You're not playing loose. You're not playing confident. I'm not saying too loose because you're just throwing the ball over the place. But I think those, a lot of those tournaments come from tightness and panic. And I want to use panic and choke and all that. But they did. They panicked. It looks like full-blown panic by the Celtics. And that's not to discredit the Warriors either because to make somebody panic, you have to play well. You have to play good defense. You have to be on your rotations. You have to communicate. But it was in the Warriors' building. Celtics have been so good in the road. And the Warriors just don't look like they care about any of it. The Warriors the, the Warriors smell the blood, have smelled the blood since Game 4. And even though you slowed down Steph, it didn't matter. The Warriors basketball team outplayed you thoroughly in every aspect of that game. And it helps, and obviously it helps them that you played into their hands too. You played poorly. Not only did you get out, I mean obviously you get outplayed, but you playing poorly thoroughly factored into that more. Especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, you look at, like I said, the Celtics role players compared to the Warriors. Derek White, one point. One point from Derek White. Not a single shot in the bucket besides one free throw. One point from Derek White. Needs to go have another kid, I guess. He shot lights out right after the, the birth of his kid. Peyton Pritchard, good God, did he not have it last night? Zero points. And I'm not going to say that like the guy's trying to, but just clearly just didn't have it. Just clearly didn't have it. It was just a, a, just a cancer to productive basketball for the four minutes he was on the court. Grant Williams didn't play terrible besides that stupid foul. But three points, three boards for Grant. With that three. I'm sorry, no, he had yeah, free throws. He had free throws. He had the end one, right? Yeah, he had free throw with the end one. I don't think Grant played terrible. That stupid foul. Horford and Rob will score less than the fourth. They didn't play bad, but then score less than the fourth. What are we doing? What are we doing? The fourth quarter. Again, like I said, he just. 
52% shooting, and then only missed one shot in the fourth for Wiggins. Just, just, I, 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 the amount of respect I've gained for Andrew Wiggins throughout this series, immense, immense amount of respect that I've gained for Andrew Wiggins throughout this series. Really stepped into his own. He's going to get a bag from this. It actually creates problems for the Warriors because of how much money they're going to have to pay out between him and Poole. <laughs> but that's just another conversation for another day. Um, like I said, thoroughly just the Warriors basketball team. Steph Curry changes the series, the complexity. He's the MVP, no doubt in my mind. But the Warriors basketball team and Andrew Wiggins last night is what has won the Warriors this series. I think they close it out. I think Steph has a game. Doesn't matter. I don't. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't. I, I quite honestly, I don't think it matters. It is Warriors and six. And it's not just because I predicted. It, it's just Warriors and six. The Celtics have no soul left. Have nothing left. They will be trying to find. I mean, they're gonna come out. They're gonna play well in the first quarter. You have to hope. If they don't play well in the first quarter, it is going to be ugly. And I said you will have to hear what the chants are like from the Boston. Uh, the Boston crowd. Listen, I'm a Boston fan, but they're except for the Patriots. But like, I'm critical of Boston fans too because they make, they give other Boston fans a bad name that are just even killed people. Listen, when you're winning and you're chanting "F you, Draymond," and you're winning games and saying "Let's effing go," and you're bought in and you're talking all your shit, yeah, you are. And you're winning. That's fine, right? It's 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 just shit talk. Yeah, you hate us because you ain't us. But when you lose after being trashy fans, being mass holes, it's a bad look. You look trashy. Because then what you do is you take all that trash that you were throwing at Draymond, all the chants at Draymond and Clay and F them and it's only going to get worse. Well, guess where that turns now? Now you turn that on your own team. I think you should be critical of Jason Tatum. I think you should be critical of Jalen Brown. I think you might even begin to become critical of M.A. Yudoka. He's going to find things that work to get them in better positions to be better basketball players, especially in the fourth. Although I think that personally, as players, as much as they listen to him, they abandon offense in the fourth. and just looks like they kind of stand around. But that's what happens. Now that they can't crush the other team because the other team clearly outplayed them, it, it falls upon their own players in a negative way. I try to pick the nice words. They 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 are try to try to speak with a form of intelligence. And a lot of guys called in the other day on these sports radio shows and agreed with me and they spoke very well. But the green teamers are gonna flip on their team very quick. Some some of them are just gonna outrightly be like, there's still a chance and yeah, I don't think there is. You wanna root for your team like that, go right ahead. Don't just just don't tell me I'm stupid. You can tell me I disagree with you. Just don't question my intelligence as a sports fan and sports analyst because I've been right so far. Been right the whole way. So please don't. Don't hate me because I'm right. Root for your team all you all you want. But do not come at me because I've been correct. And still, you know, I hope I'm wrong. But I'm not. I'm not wrong. So that's just how it is. That's just how it is. The, the Celtics fans will flip it. They will flip it onto their own team now. And we'll see how the Celtics respond. I mean, they have done nothing but respond these entire playoffs. But, I don't know. There's something about this Warriors team where it's a game set and match in my opinion. So, I think that should about 
round it up for this episode. Uh, I think I touched on everything I wanted to touch upon. Uh, was critical of. I mean, really, we could go through all the game. I mean, I'm, oh, let's go through all the game four, all, all the fourth quarters. So Jason Tatum in game one, 0 for three in the fourth, zero points. Game two, blowout, didn't play. So we're not going to count. Then in game three in the fourth quarter, eight points, shot 42%, missed his only three. But again, that was in, I, I think that was more when they were ahead. It wasn't as much of meaningful buckets. Golden State only had 11. He was just going with the flow. He didn't have any like true big takeover moments. And then game four, Jason Tatum again, three points, a turnover. And we're not going to do one of five shooting again. We're not going to discredit the defense he's played. We're not going to discredit the maturity he's shown in his passing. I'm not going to do that. But there is something not there. There's something that isn't there that you need from him. And whether he's going to develop it or yet, yet or not, I don't think he will. But that's up for debate. He does not have it right now. So what do you do, Celtics? What do you do, Celtics fans? Um, you're going to have to let me know. You're going to have to call that number or text that number to let me know what the Celtics have to do to beat this Warriors team. I'll probably do a show before Thursday. I'll try and do a show th- for Thursday morning, as a matter of fact. So get me your calls in. Give me your calls and texts before Thursday. I'll do a show before that game, NBA Finals special game, uh, NBA Finals special episode. Let me know your thoughts on what I've had to say, what your thoughts on the series are, and do you think the Celtics can come back? And how do you think the Celtics are going to come back in this series? If it's not Jason Tatum becoming the superstar, because clearly he's shown that he doesn't have much interest in that. I think I made it. What do the Celtics do? And do they have a chance? So 508-216-0858. You can see that over there. Uh, that is all the time I have in this episode. I appreciate you all for tuning in. And please give me your thoughts to text or call at 508-216-0858. It is your boy Rufus. Sign him off. You in the booth with me. Can't spend time on a nickel and dime I got me a girl. She don't want no diamonds. A daily reminder to holler at God. Like where did you find her? Good looking, my nigga. Everything around me, I took it. Did it with